Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. Lisa, I'm glad to be doing this with you. I am glad to be doing this with you. We just have some really fun, interesting, thought-provoking conversations when we do this. Yeah, and we want to take a, maybe a subject today that um, I think a lot of people like don't get a lot of value from. And how do you really extract value from this? And um, you know, I got to be honest with Lisa. I got to tell you, I'm I'm a little frustrated. You know, I am pretty gosh darn frustrated too. You know, I'm just, I'm super frustrated. And you know what? I'm so glad I'm frustrated. I'm still working on being glad I'm frustrated, but that's just because of the story that I tell myself along with the concept of frustration. Oh my gosh, you know, that's a fantastic idea. Because when you kind of think about this, like what really is frustration, right? And a lot of times like when we're coaching people, Lisa, and one of the questions I'll ask leaders in an executive coaching session is like, hey, what's frustrating you? And they would just go off, right? It's like, I'm frustrated about this and this, and they give me this whole list. And the very next thing I say is I say, man, that's awesome. I am so glad you're frustrated. And you know, they look at me like I have three heads. They're like, what are you talking about? And Lisa, let's just kind of walk through this a little bit. It's like, what's the really the only reason that you're frustrated? right? The only reason that you're really frustrated is it's you really care. Right. That it, that it makes a difference or it like matters, you know, that it, that it bothers you enough to kind of ruffle your feathers or to impact your, your day to day. Well, and it's almost the fact that people don't change things unless they first get frustrated, Mm -hmm. you know, and you never change anything until you first get this sense of frustration. Right. Like I wish, I wish it could be a different, I wish it could be different. Well, and you know, as I talked to leaders and managers, and and in fact, I was just in Wyoming at a conference with a bunch of uh, healthcare leaders. And I I made this statement. It's like, Hey, don't you wish you had employees that when they came in five minutes late, they were frustrated. Like, Oh man, I wish I could always, I can never get it on time. Like they just show up and go, huh? Hi, you know, you're lucky I'm here. Right. They're not frustrated about being late. And so guess what? They never change it. Right. So you never really change until you get frustrated. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like this idea of I think a lot of leaders they end up tolerating situations and circumstances. And I think almost like the quality of your life is in the amount of things that you tolerate. Right. When you have a lot of when you have a lot of tolerations, a lot of things that you're you're just kind of putting up with and not really addressing you don't really have a great quality life or you don't have a great quality of leadership or a great quality of team. Right. And so it's almost this idea of, I know this is going to be kind of maybe counterintuitive, but we almost want to encourage people to kind of lower their toleration level. Like stop putting up with certain things because mm-hmm. it's like, whatever you don't address, you endorse. Right. And so kind of stepping into like, you know, frustration. And let's just think about this for a minute. I mean, for us, the blessing of a frustration is it gives you energy. Yeah. You know, and you got to think about it, you know, frustration, um, you know, everybody, everybody, frustration means something different to everyone. You know, I mean, it could be something that bothers you, it annoys you, that irritates you, you know, a pet peeve, um, something that ruffles you, that rubs you the wrong way. You know, these are all just that upset you, worry you. It's kind of anything that has this just negative little rub and it just kind of sets you wrong, sets you off wrong. It doesn't give you happy vibes. You know, those are all, that's kind of what we're talking about are these things that just kind of, you just kind of 
get you. And here's what's powerful about what we're going to walk through today is that it's actually useful. It is very useful because there's a reason that these things disturb you or annoy you or hang you up or give you anxiety or upset you and worry you. Yeah. And think about it. It's like you get this energy and I don't want to waste the energy. How many people waste the energy? They get this energy of, you know, uh, a frustration or, you know, an irritation or, you know, an annoyance and they just complain. Right. They complain. And we want to talk about today about how do you take that same energy and go create, mm-hmm. right? You can either complain, which you can totally do. Some people take this energy and they use it to complain, or you can take the same energy and you can go create a solution. Right. And so the really the blessing of this frustration or irritation, it really is, it gives you energy. Yeah. And so like an example, like at home would be you wake up in the morning and your kitchen is dirty because there's dirty dishes and it just really irritates you and it starts your day off wrong. So you don't have that creative energizing time. Well, that's an, a frustration or an irritant that you like, okay, well, how can I be creative in this? Well, you know, I'm going to just establish a new habit at night before I go to bed. I'm just going to clear out the kitchen sink. And you almost allow that that frustration and irritation to drive you to creativity. Exactly. Because, I mean, who wants to clean their kitchen right before they go to bed? Nobody. I mean, well, some maybe some people, but not us. I mean, that's not what, ooh, I just can't wait to clean my kitchen before I go to bed. Except that knowing that in the morning and that creative time of that journaling and just, just really setting my day off right is so much more um powerful when I don't have this irritant that's rubbing at me in the morning. Yeah, it's super powerful. So, and here's another interesting idea, Lisa, is that if I'm frustrated, almost like who's the only person who can tell you what frustrates you? Only you, right? Only you know what frustrates you, which is fascinating. There's certain things that frustrate you that don't frustrate me. Absolutely. Right? It's like garbage in the office, like not having the, the trash can like taken out, right? It frustrates you. And so you're sort of driven to go, hey, we need to, with me, doesn't frustrate me at all. Maybe it should, but it, it just doesn't. So Did guess you what? Shit on yourself? I kind of shit it a little bit, right? Well, it, it, and this is where it kind of goes back to it's like you're the only one who can tell you what you're frustrated about. And we want to encourage you to let's use that frustration to go be creative. Yeah. And so, like, we just dealt with this. You know, we had a meeting um, with our team this morning, and there, and we just had this frustration in some of our projects with, um, you know, with in our IT area and things like that. They just weren't quite moving along. And we're having trouble communicating deadlines because there's, there's a lot of people involved in working with, you know, our IT guy and, um, and our web guy. And, we just were we sat down and we brainstormed it's like how can we fix this well it was super easy we we said well you know we're just going to get on trello we're going to create a board and so all of these different people that are expecting these things from our web guy it's all in there so our web guy can track it and everybody else knows so you know our our marketing isn't expecting something from him that our you know, our um, podcast and isn't expecting something and there's a conflict in time and there's a deadline and he can't fulfill both of them. Well, it was just, it was, it was a brainstorming session. Okay. This is just a serious irritant. It's something very, very simple, but it was frustrating enough that we all sat down together and we were like, okay, 
how can we fix this? How can we clear our communication, get, understand better deadlines? And it was a, such a simple answer of let's put a Trello board up, you know, let's all be on that Trello board. We'll put all of our 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 expectations and our deadlines on it so we all know what's going on. Well, Lisa, and you know what we could have done is we could have just taken that frustration and all just complained together too. Or we, we could have took that at each other. We could have, right? We, we could have just criticized each other, complained. It's like, or oh, hired we, somebody. Yeah, over we it. could have. It's like, we got all this energy, so let's just go complain. But what I love is that we took this energy and we stepped back and said, okay, let's use this energy. And really, we kind of we kind of all aired our grievances. And we just finished doing a whole series of podcasts on feedback. And essentially, that's what we did this morning is we were we just kind of gave feedback to each other on what's going on in our segment in our little world of work and how it relates to us. And and this feedback, we utilized it in a creative way to um, just really um work out some frustration and make things smooth. Yeah, it was it was it was a fantastic session together. So and if you haven't heard the feedbacks, you know, go back and we've got several podcasts on feedback and it's just really good. Yeah. And so Lisa, let's let's kind of just dive back to this. So if you're the only one who can tell you what you're frustrated about, mm-hmm. who's the only one who can fix it? Oh, you can definitely fix my frustrations. Well, see, and that's the problem. That is the problem. That's the issue because a lot of times as leaders, if we're not careful, we're trying to fix other people's frustrations, right? We saw this, we saw this, but then they're so frustrated. Right. Or expecting somebody else that they're going to fix our frustration. Yeah. And, and is, if you're the only one who can tell you what you're frustrated about, mm-hmm. then it's your frustration. So you have to take responsibility for that frustration. Right. And and we want to walk you through just a simple exercise about how do you own your own frustration mm-hmm. and then how do you become creative like through that frustration? You actually like use frustration to generate creativity. Right. See, because most new ideas, guess where they come from? They come from a complexity, a challenge. Somebody was frustrated about something and said, you know what, I'm going to fix this. And that's the value of frustration. So it doesn't need to drain you. It can it can be something that, and the story that you create around it is that it is um, just something that can really motivate you. And it, it really kind of goes back to the story that you tell yourself about frustration. So let's just kind of walk through this, okay? Yeah. Is the first thing is that you want to step back. And, and I've been doing this for like the last couple of days, like just in my journaling, uh-huh. is I step back and go, okay, what's frustrating me today? Now, here's what's amazing about that question, Lisa. Something always hits my head. Yeah. Right? Something always hits my head. I mean, it could be something as simple as like, hey, so-and-so hasn't called me back. Or, you know, this has not been quite done yet. It it can be something personal. It can be something professional. But, you know, only you can tell yourself what's frustrating you. So I step back and go, okay, what's frustrating me right now? And then I go to the second step. Why is it frustrating? Yeah. So think about it. And, you know, if you want to do something right now, think about what is something that's frustrating you and, you know, just write it down. Hey, what's frustrating me right now? And then, and then ask yourself why. And, and what you want to do here is you really want to get that energy, right? Because you want to take that energy and you want to go create. And here's what's amazing is that you frustrate for your own reasons, mm-hmm. right? You have your own personal, just like your frustration is personal. Your reasons are very personal. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then, and then, and then you want to step back and go, okay, 
almost like rate the frustration. Now, now here, here's what I want you to think about, right? Is that there are some things that are like out of your control, mm-hmm. right? You don't really have control over, but you don't have to live with this frustration. Right. There's always something you can do. It's almost like people go into this victimhood when they almost have this learned helplessness. It's like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And the reality is you're ridiculously in charge. You're in charge of your behavior, you're in charge of your life. And so I always want to ask people, okay, well, rate the frustration scale one to 10. How painful is it? Right. Yeah. There are, maybe there are some things that are like a 10, right. That you could just take to a nine, right. Mm-hmm. For, for example, sometimes we're working with leaders, like, you know, the, with the great resignation after, you know, the shutdown. Oh my gosh. That could be so frustrating because it could pretty much cause you to shut down your business. Yeah. And so you go, oh my gosh, it's a 10. Well, you know, Lisa, there are some complexities and some challenges that we're not going to solve today. No. Right. But I always want to know, okay, what can I do to take that 10 and make it a nine? Mm-hmm. Right. It, it might still be a nine tomorrow, but it's not going to be as painful as it is today. Right. There are some things that you can totally eliminate. Mm-hmm. Right. And so different challenges, different complexities, you know, have different solutions. Mm-hmm. They have a different level of frustration, but they also have the, they also have a different level of solution. And so maybe there are some things that you can't get off your plate. Right. But the the and and recognizing that that you cannot completely remove it brings a lot of freedom. Because if you think the whole time, I just need to completely remove this, and it's it is an impossibility to remove it is only going to cause frustration. But realizing just what the level and what the possibilities are of of how you can how high it is and how much you can actually um, remove this frustration, it brings a lot of freedom. And if you like with the great resignation, if you understand this is something that I'm going to have to live through, and I just need to know how to lower the the pressure of it a little bit there's that's a that's that's a story that you know you've got to tell yourself yeah and and our hope is that you know that you take this frustration this this pain and just lower the acuity level mm-hmm. right just make it a little bit softer it doesn't have to be as harsh and intense and the way you know and how you do that is you figure is you think about okay what is it that i truly want you know, what person is involved? What's the situation involved? What's the circumstance involved? What do I truly want? You know, because you have your frustration and you kind of rate rate that level of that frustration. And as you're walking through rating the level of frustration and to kind of understand how to, to reduce it, you have to know what you want. Like it- what would make it what would lessen it? You know, so this is what is so fascinating when I walk through this with people. Sometimes we kind of get to this fourth part, right? And I say, okay, well, what do you want? Even for the person, the situation, the circumstance, what do you really, really want? And it's just this silence. They just look at me like, because they'd never even thought about it. Right. Yeah. It's sometimes that's hard because you're so enveloped in the frustration and the problem that you can't see what it is that you want out of it because it takes so much energy. Well, and here's what I think the real issue is, Lisa, is the problem, whatever it is that's frustrating you, that problem is not really the problem. The real problem is you're frustrated with the problem. And it's like you get into that emotion. It goes back to you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. And you get into that emotion. And you know, it's almost like you're on drugs. It's like you just don't think straight. 
right? It's like we've all done things out of strong emotion, anger, or frustration, and we said something we didn't mean to say, and like, oh my gosh, I said that, and I didn't mean to do that, but it's almost like you're on drugs, right? It's like you just don't think straight. And so what this sort of exercise does is it kind of lets you step back and get out of the emotion so that you can go back to that place of logic, almost like use the emotion to drive you to a place of logic. A lot of people just use the emotion to stir up more emotion, mm-hmm. right? But we want to we want to show you today that, listen, drama-free living is really about not being emotionless, but it's really about, okay, I have this emotion. Embracing those emotions. Embrace that emotion and then allow it to push you to logic because there's almost like there's wisdom inside of your emotions. Absolutely. And and taking that negative energy and kind of allowing it to um, spur us on creative, creatively. So we, we get out of the emotion of it and the the intense feelings of it, bring it down to logic so we can look at it objectively. And then we can begin to have creative ideas because we're no longer taking that energy and just throwing it out there, but we're bringing it back. We've got it logically and we can go through and, and begin to use our energy creatively on, okay, what ideas do we have then? You know, and I think the key, Lisa, is that if you don't know what you want, how can you communicate it to other people? Exactly. You know, I'll never forget the gosh, and this has probably been 20 years ago. We we're driving with a friend, and I remember we, we were living at Poland in the time, right? And we, we we drove this person back to Berlin because they had to catch a flight that next morning. It was like an overnight drive. And, you know, and I was just like, I was kind of throwing up on this person, right? And I was like, well, you know, it's this and this. And he was like, well, he asked me, he says, well, Dennis, what do you, what do you want? At least I couldn't answer him because I didn't even know. And it was almost like he couldn't help me. Because he didn't even know what I wanted. Right. And if you if you know what you want, then you can begin on working working on solutions and ideas. When it's almost like your brain goes to that place when you say, hey, this is what I want, your brain starts to work on that. Mm-hmm. It's like your brain doesn't know what to do with frustration. It doesn't know what to do with that emotion. It's like, uh, but if you give it something to work with and go, okay, this is what I really, really want, right? And your brain starts to go to work with it. And it kind of gives it, goes to that last step of this whole process is simply... What's one thing you can do today, right? So it's like, this frustrates me. This is why it frustrates me. How do I lower the acuity level? What is it that I really, really want? And then what's one thing I can do today? Mm-hmm. And you almost allow the frustration to create your to-do list. Yes. And it's almost like, I think you can f- frustrate your way to productivity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's like, I, I've been doing this you know, a lot over the last you know, really a couple of weeks is, okay, this frustrates me today. Okay. What's one thing I can do today. Mm-hmm. And almost like making that part of my to-do list. And what's really exciting about this is once you run through this a couple of times, what's frustrating me? Why is it important to me? You know, what's the acuity of it? What do I want? And what am I going to do? Once you begin to kind of run down those steps, you can kind of zip through them. And you can go just like what you did. What's frustrating me? What can I do about it? And so without having you kind of trained your trained your brain to go immediately through those steps, so you could jump from one to five. But until you can, in the beginning, it's sitting down and really understanding what is it that's frustrating? Why, what, you know, and without doing these other steps, why is it important to me? What's my acuity? What do I want? It's very difficult to come down to a simple, what's one thing that I can do. Yeah. And, and you know, this, this is a neat little exercise and it's almost like a, it becomes like a daily discovery, 
mm-hmm. right? Because as I ask myself every morning, what frustrates me? It's like, Lisa, I have no idea what I'm going to answer tomorrow. I could be frustrated about something totally. I don't even know what it's going to be. You know, and really, if you ask yourself tomorrow morning, and then you ask yourself tomorrow afternoon, it could be two completely different answers. Yeah, because I, and here's what I think what's happening is we're really training ourselves to take our unique experiences and our unique design and create unique solutions for them. Absolutely. Right, because I'm the only one who knows my frustrations, right? So I'm the only one who can fix it. And so I'm the only one who can come up for a solution for that frustration. And my solution might be different than yours. And do you know what's fascinating about this? And this is the really, this is very key on frustrations is if you do this every morning or if you do this regularly every afternoon or morning and afternoon, and you ask yourself, what's frustrating me and what's one thing that I can do, begin to look for a pattern, begin to look for a pattern for those frustrations because you can go through and you can kind of um, loosely categorize these and it will give you an idea of maybe a larger picture of something that is not a motivating and fascinating thing that's involved in your life. And then then you can- Maybe, I mean, you might need some professional, you might need some professional coaching or professional counseling, or, you know, you might need somebody other than just you, you might need to talk to, um, you know, uh, a friend that's uh, also an entrepreneur or CEO, and begin to talk to them in these areas, if you start to see a pattern. Well, it's part of like why we run roundtables, right? Exactly. Yeah, because we get these groups of people that are like, they have these similar frustrations, mm-hmm. right? And they come up with like similar solutions and they kind of feel like they're not alone in this. Right. So, so at least when you talk about patterns, like this just happened this week, right? So one thing that I realized like that kind of frustrates me and I, I've just, I've been thinking through it and, you know, I, I have team members that will, you know, and- it, you know, I, I have this um, sort of this bad habit of believing that people can read my mind, right? So I got this bad habit that I think people can read my mind. So they, they tend to come back to me with a lot of questions, right? Right. And so, for example, we had a certain project that I wanted a team member to do, and she immediately came back with like five questions, like in our Slack channel. And as soon as I saw the Slack channel, I saw these five questions, I immediately got frustrated I was like, and just got into overwhelmed. And I started to think about it and I thought, okay, there's a pattern here. And you know what I realized, Lisa, that I was really suffering from decision fatigue. And thank, and and thanks to another team member that you happened to be just kind of talking about. And she was like, you know what? That's decision fatigue. Yeah. And, but if you hadn't kind of discovered that, discovered that pattern and been able to share it with someone else. And that's what we do in our roundtables is we've got something that's kind of just an irritant and a, something that needs to be solved because that's what we do with our roundtables is we're like, what is the one thing this quarter that you really want to solve? And without having a kind of a track record and a pattern, then um, you know we we can't really say, hey, this is what needs to be solved. You know what frustrates me is that our grand dog is is barking right now. But you know what? We're going to keep rolling with the podcast because, because we love our grand pup. We do, we do. But this is live, and this is real life. And his name's Arvo. And this is and the uh, and this is the drama free podcast, right? So we're just going to keep rolling with it. Yeah, because <laughs> it just makes life more interesting. Well, you know, what was interesting about the whole idea of decision fatigue, Lisa. Then I was able to communicate it with the team member, and she was like, "Oh, oh, that totally makes sense." 
right? And we were able to work on some solutions so that, hey, Dennis doesn't get into this point of decision fatigue. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? And it was almost like we came to the root of the problem. And we use frustration to kind of get to that root. Well, and a lot of times people will take frustration and they'll just go and they'll complain to somebody. Or, or they'll blame it on other people. Or they'll blame it on other people. And when you do that, you don't, you're not speaking vulnerability. You're not speaking truth. You're not, you're not speaking transparency. And then you don't have an opportunity to work through it. Well, and here's the reality is, is that when you start to blame and complain, then you're not taking responsibility mm-hmm. and you're not taking ownership and you'll never change or fix anything if you're not willing first to take ownership. And that doesn't mean that it's all on you and it's only your fault or only your thing. It just means that you're a piece of it. And so it could be a combination of several people. And but when you bring when you address it and you bring it up and you begin to discuss it, you can um make a solution and you can figure out, huh, what's one thing I could do? And you can do this frustration reducer as an individual, or you can also do it as a team and as a group and 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 kind of throw ideas on, okay, as a team. What's one thing that's frustrating us as a team? You throw out a bunch of different ideas. You kind of all vote on, okay, what's the top thing? You pick that top thing, and then you run through this frustration reducer. Lisa, this frustration reducer has probably been over the last six months, like one of the top things that our clients have said, gosh, that is a great tool and a great framework to help us work through mm-hmm. you know, our different issues and kind of use that frustration. Now, Lisa, typically here's what happens, all right? You're frustrated about something, right? And me out of love- I'm totally frustrated. Whatever that is. I'm so frustrated. Okay, well, whatever that is, right? Is And then I come to you and I say, Lisa, you shouldn't be frustrated. This is going well, and this is going well, and this is going well. You shouldn't be frustrated. And you should on me. I should on you. And now, Lisa, does that ever fix your frustration? No, it, um, it's a little bit, it, it can produce shame yeah, and it can produce more frustration. And it also causes me to close myself because you do not see yourself as part of the solution, well, or you maybe don't see this frustration as something valid. Well, and here's the, here's the thing. Here's where it gets even more wicked is Lisa. I think I'm helping you and I'm actually hurting you, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm actually encouraging you. Because I'm telling you why you shouldn't. I'm giving you all these positives and trying to this and this and this. And I think I'm helping, but I'm actually hurting. And so this goes back to, it's like you you can't solve other people's frustrations for them. You want to coach them through and help them come up with their own solutions. So what we want to do today is we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes for you to be able to get this, this mental framework we call the frustration reducer, how to use your creativity or use your frustration to generate creativity right? and what to do with irritations. And so you can go to the link on the show notes and we just want to give it as a free gift to you. Mm-hmm. And and go through it and go through it um, as an individual, go through it. You can utilize it with your team. You can utilize it in your personal life, just in your morning journaling and, and um, you know, brain dump and super valuable because then you're able to kind of walk through and process this, this elephant that you have and yeah. it helps you kind of you know, take care of it piece by piece. I love it. Lisa, this has been great. Lisa, what's your one takeaway from today? My one takeaway from today. I think that when I am shooting on someone, I think I'm helping them when in reality, I'm causing them to close myself, close themselves off from me. 
It's awesome. At least I, I think for me, just the reminder of how can I help my team with their frustrations and actually walking them through. And I might start some of our you know, conversations with team members with asking them, hey, what's frustrating you right now or irritating you and kind of walk through it and almost like help them come come with, with their own creative solution. So yeah, listen, what, one thing that might be helpful, if you know some people that you think could benefit from this, we'd love you just to hit the share button there in your podcast app and share it along and um, download the tool. It's there. It's our free gift to you. And Lisa, I think our work is done here today. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast.